Well, a new report from Global News says that members of the Canadian Security Intelligence Service recently warned Prime Minister Justin Trudeau and his government of China's ongoing influence and espionage campaign in Canada. The information uh, leaked to investigative reporter Sam Cooper shows a much wider and far-ranging campaign, which includes funding a clandestine network of at least 11 federal candidates running in the 2019 election. Joining me now to discuss the report is Global News investigative reporter Sam Cooper. Sam, thank you for joining us today. Thanks for having me. Well, it's a far-reaching uh, report that you have on the Global News website today talking about uh, China's uh, clandestine um, intelligence operation and how vast it is. I guess that's my probably my first question is this influence campaign, you know, talking to your sources, uh, and you covered a lot of this already, but with this report, were you at all surprised at how organized and far-ranging it truly was in regards to China's influence campaign in Canada? Well, Jazz, you're right. I've been following what's called China's United Front Foreign Influence Operations for a while, uh, piece by piece, connecting some dots. I connected it to, uh, you know, casino operations, strangely. But I was, uh, really, I was stunned with this new information that I've been chasing for this year, uh, sources deep inside uh, various pockets of Canada's government uh, have been sharing some information with me that has been briefed up right to the top of our government. Uh, we're told up to Prime Minister Trudeau in 2022 and stunning allegations. I had never before, Jazz, seen an allegation that Chinese officials in a consulate in Canada are covertly funding federal election candidates. And uh, we, we don't have... Uh, identities of the alleged network. Uh, I'm working on this, but what I can tell you, Jazz, is it's not just one party. Uh, the sources say that uh, these uh, Beijing influence operations reach into both of our federal parties, at least. That's the Liberals and the Conservatives. Another thing that blew my mind, again, this all ties to what's known as the United Front Work Department. This is Beijing's foreign influence operation. And as you know, they're uh, connected to what's called Confucius Institutes, state uh, culture educational schools from China. And uh, this intelligence alleged that the consulate in Toronto transferred one million to proxy community groups to organize fake protests trying to uh, re- keep the relationship with the Toronto District School Board and these Confucius Institutes. So this kind of information just... Uh, it really is mind-blowing that when we're not talking about a conspiracy theory, this is conspiracy fact that the United Front has many parallel operations targeting all areas of Canada politics and society, really, even, even down to infiltrating, harassing, surveilling, attacking diaspora community members uh, in Vancouver and in Toronto. I'm of a certain vintage, and, and if you look back at the history of, of this country from 1867 onwards... Has there been a foreign nation that has run such a, a deep and well-organized influence campaign like China? Like I, I know other countries have done so. All countries spy, quite frankly. I think that let's start with that simple reality. But I, I cannot think in our history where there's been such a, an overt and organized campaign like China's is here in Canada. You're exactly right. This is another thing that year by year, as I follow this story, I'm uh, I'm constantly, you know, shocked, but not surprised. Uh, people know that Russia, of course, historically has very aggressive and sophisticated espionage networks worldwide. 
But truly, China in the past 20 years really has surpassed by far Russia in terms of their foreign influence game. It's really about uh, surrounding politicians in Western nations, surrounding powerful business persons. And, and let's get this out of the way right away. This is not about, uh, uh, you know, simply the Chinese ethnic communities. United Front operations are targeting everyone, no matter what community they come from. Uh, they, they try to subvert and uh, co-opt through money and through uh, other, other of the oldest tricks in the espionage book. But absolutely, the United Front foreign influence operations, another thing my investigation found was thesis has reported up high that no nation does more foreign influence than China. And the current threat level started really in 2015 when Chinese President Xi Jinping elevated this United Front network, which uh, is literally... Uh, he calls it the China's magic weapon for foreign influence. Let's start, touch a little bit about the on, on the issue of money. Uh, this is uh, happening across the country, but Toronto and Vancouver, am, am I correct, are, are sort of the ground zero in, in, in this covert operation? Yes, that's right. Uh, certainly, the, the my story uh, from Breaking Story Today focuses much on Ottawa and Toronto networks. But it's absolutely, it's known, at least to me, myself and, and the sources that I talk to, that China's centers of operations really in North America for saturation of United Front and espionage would be Toronto and, and Vancouver. And it, it indeed does connect into uh, real estate investment. Uh, you know, Vancouver, of course, we know how big a story the, the, the real estate and the casinos are. But Toronto, remember, is the industrial heartland, all the factories. Uh, mm -hmm. So the, there's definitely uh, high tech is a major focus. So that that's what this money influence operation is really about. It's about influencing key industries and you know jazz that politicians want to bring jobs to their uh, home writings and what's a better way to get at politicians than to put some pressure on those jobs how do we counteract this particularly when you, even at community groups i remember when i was uh, in public office you get invited to, to events uh, you have lots of volunteers there and their local people very much in, engaged in their local uh, community uh, engaged in the local uh, volunteer groups Many of them, one would argue, are unwitting. They don't realize the bigger game here. Even elected officials get involved, invited to these events. Uh, I'm not sure they have a, a clue as to the broader propaganda uh, purpose uh, that these events sometimes are used for. How do we, in your mind, w get to a point where we actually can push back on some of this? Well, you're you're exactly right about what would seem to be some pretty tame, you know, uh, networking at events that can turn in very quickly into intelligence operations targeting Canadian politicians. So first of all, we need to up our uh, knowledge game on how the United Front works. It can be very, you know, uh, awkward to turn down invitations, but this is the way that uh, politicians can be hooked. And really, Jazz, there's a very simple answer to your question. Something, again, that stunned me, even though I've been chasing this story for a while, Canada is essentially a wide open game for foreign interference. We, on, on counter-espionage and counter-terrorism, Canada does have strong laws for CSIS to, to uh, mitigate that, those activities, but we really, we cannot prosecute foreign interference and influence. As, as funny as that sounds to say, 
we can't. Uh, you know, we're following this police station or covert Chinese police station story. And there are people, my sources say that it's pretty much legal for, for China to be, you know, placing agents in Canada and pressuring community members because unlike Australia, United Kingdom uh, has new national security laws. United States, of course, the FBI counterintelligence is, is bringing new cases daily on these interference operations. Canada doesn't have the laws. Uh, one of the persons that was targeted uh, by the CCP in my story named Kenny Chu, he proposed a foreign agent's registry in 2021. And surprise, he was attacked by these very same election interference networks run by the Chinese Communist Party, is what my sources report in relation to this story breaking today. Just joining us, we're speaking to Sam Cooper, Global News investigative reporter based in Ottawa. Uh, he has written an amazing story today talking about China's uh, covert funding of the 2019 election or parts, uh, or at least funding uh, candidates. He also talks about the length and breadth of this um, uh, this uh, uh, operation as well. Uh, now, prior to the break, uh, Sam, you talked a little bit about um, Ken Chu, the former Conservative MP out of Richmond. He will be a guest on this show um, later today at 5 o'clock. Um, uh, let's touch on that a little bit. Uh, you know, when people hear about influencing countries trying to sort of build influence in, a, in, in another nation, that doesn't surprise them. But when they're involved directly in trying to uh, get MPs elected or defeat MPs, it's an incredible concern. In this case, what do you think we need to do moving forward as a country to deal with this in a meaningful way? You brought Australia up as an example. Is that where we should be looking in countries like that? That, that's absolutely the answer. And, and what's, what's more, we already have uh, recommendations sitting in front of uh, uh, Justin Trudeau's government. These come from the special panel of national security uh, uh, parliamentarians. They've recommended Australia as an exemplar. Uh, Australia was facing, you know, the very same level of threat that Canada is today, several years ago, and Australia put in those foreign uh, influence registry laws so that you cannot be uh, working undercover for uh, countries such as Iran, uh, China, Russia, getting paid and going against the interests of your country. In Australia, you can't do that anymore. You need to disclose your interests openly. And uh, if you don't, you're going to jail. But if the case in Canada is you can be working under under the cover of uh, any any amount of layers of uh, of uh, you know, uh, espionage or United Front activity for China, and it's not illegal. So it's very simple. Uh, we have the recommendations. This panel of parliamentarians came out weeks ago and, and urged Prime Minister Trudeau and his government to respond to their call for a new counterintelligence framework. So that's step one. Again, I've said that uh, upping the knowledge game of civil society in Canada is is very important. Uh, if if, if, as you say, and I agree, many politicians would not know the risks surrounding, you know, some of this activity, certainly the, the average uh, Canadian uh, reader and listener uh, needs to be more educated as well, because it's uh, at the end of the day, they will be the ones that make this an important election issue. And truly, uh, Jazz, I think when you talk to Kenny, Mr. Chu, his point will be uh, the CCP sees blood in the water from the last two elections and this activity, we can guarantee it will increase next federal election. And if Canada doesn't have new laws in place, 
it's truly a, a, a fearful result that we're facing. Yeah, I mean, I think my time in public office uh, and having lived and worked in China, I can tell you the naivete, I think, of public officials, doesn't matter what party, I don't think these people, elected officials fully see the threat that China is uh, in regards to uh, our, our democracy. And I guess that, that's, that, that leads to my final question. When you look at cheap investment or attracting investment for our companies, uh, the, many companies look towards China, or natural resource industries specifically. I know recently the, the federal government asked three companies, Chinese-owned companies, to disinvest from uh, three junior mining firms. And when I heard that, I thought, well, Canada's finally developing a spine, perhaps. Uh, but I, isn't this a bigger issue, even uh, culturally for us, that for literally decades now, our elected officials federally, our business community, the elites have said, invest in China, invest in China, trade missions, all those types of things, that we're going to change China slowly. And what's actually happened is China has changed us. And it's almost like a wake-up call after nearly three decades of thinking in one way, we actually have to do a 180-degree turn now and say, wait a minute, uh, this is not how the world, world is working. This is what China is doing. We actually have to have a fundamental strategy st- spanning through all our federal ministries, provincial ministries, different departments, our business, community, labor, whatever it may be. There has to be a full, ar- fully arching China strategy, which I don't think we've had ever. I, I couldn't agree more with any every word that you say is correct. Uh, look, for for 30 years, uh, as you say, the elites in Canada have been saying we need to be in the game with China. We need to diversify. We can't be, uh, you know, even though we, we have our, our cousin or brother south of the border, we can't just let them dictate the game to us. But uh, look, it's exactly true. The smartest business persons in the world have been traveling to China. And uh, the, the newest and best research, research shows that at a high level, Chinese intelligence operations were welcoming these business persons. And at the same time, these people were being unwittingly taken into that, what is called, quote unquote, the lie of China's peaceful rise. And so uh, you're right, the ship needs to turn on a dime now, and it's very, very difficult to do that. But, uh, uh, you know, we, it's a new geopolitical reality we're facing when we see what uh, is happening in Ukraine, what could happen in Taiwan. I think there's a lot of uh, shifting in business networks that is happening at, at some level, being driven south of the border, but will need to start happening much more quickly in Canada. Well, my friend, always uh, great to chat with you. Time flies by. I recommend uh, our readers uh, uh, log on to Global News and take a look at Sam Cooper's article today, a fabulous article and and a reminder for all of us in Canada to wake up to the threats and realities that uh, China poses. Sam, thanks for your time again, my friend. Thanks, Jazz.